what's up guys we're back for another <laughs> we're back for podcast freaking 13 we made it to 13 so stoked um we have a photographer here today nikki dubois 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 whatever <laughs> <laughs> nah nicole dubois yes from charlotte north carolina she came through she was coming I guess home from school. I guess you're just going to Asheboro, so that's yeah. kind of sort of cl- close to here. Um, but yeah, we've been hanging out all before this and taking photos and eating food and stuff. And she's been hanging out and she's great. Um, so what's up? Hi. How you doing? I'm okay. You sure? Nervous. You a little nervous? Don't be nervous. This is me. I know. What's up? I'm the, it's weird. I'm the best. It's awkward. It's my first podcast. First of many, I'm sure. Let's hope. <laughs> cool. So what are you doing now? Um, I am currently back in school. And working, well, trying to work on a few personal projects and things like that. Get some irons in the fire, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, let's jump back because um, you have a lot that you've done. So, um, (laughs) cool. So, what piqued your interest in photography? Um, Well, starting out, my grandfather was a professional photographer. Yeah. And he lived far away from me and it was kind of a way to feel connected to him and my grandparents without actually being able to go and see them or really talking to them my parents were divorced typical you know weird family dynamics that happen when your parents aren't together anymore right so when I was little um I would play with just disposable film cameras and it became like this major event um where we would go to Eckerd before (laughs) <laughs> yeah the drugstore back in the day Eckerd drugstore Yo. you could go and get a pack of 35 millimeter like instant cameras oh yeah heck yeah like the disposable cameras and then you would fill out the little slip and put your camera whole camera in the envelope and there was that thunk as soon as you dropped it off and then that that anticipation of waiting for a week or they're packed up two weeks yes. before you got the phone call like hey your photos are ready and then going, and it's like Christmas. Every time you open yes. up the envelope, and it's like, what did I get? Oh, it's all really bad. But it's fine. <laughs> like, awesome let's do anyways. it again. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, yeah, so that was kind of what got me started, just as a little kid, okay. messing around. Um, okay. And then later on in high school, I was in art, and okay. I really liked it. Um, and then my mom had a film SLR camera. It was kind of a crappy Minolta, and I... Kind of just took it. Yes, yeah, it, <laughs> like, it yours. I was like, "Hey, are you using your camera? I'm like, gonna, I'm gonna just I'm take, gonna take it. this. This is my camera. This now. is my camera now. I actually, still have it. No, yeah, yeah hell yeah. So it doesn't really work anymore, oh. but I have it. That's cool. So. We should definitely keep that. Some of the values. Yeah, that's awesome. So with your grand, your grandfather, mm-hmm. what what did he shoot? What kind of stuff did he shoot? So he photographed. Um, f- well, he's a kind of a forensic photographer before forensic photography oh, was really a thing. Interesting. Yeah, so he was a police officer in Grease County, New York, mm-hmm. and he would photograph crime scenes and things like that. Um, and then later on, once he retired from the police force, he was photographing houses and things like that down in Vero Beach, Florida. Okay, houses for real estate? Yeah, or, okay. like real estate stuff. He did some aerial photography oh, that's awesome. for a while. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, very cool Grandpa stuff. Grandpa is doing it up. Yeah. That's pretty badass. And so, with him, obviously you got the interest in photography. Mm-hmm. Um, So, did he take you to that Eckerd? Did he take you to him? No, okay. no. So, 
there would be really long gaps in between my ability to visit with him and my grandmother. Oh, okay. So they they lived in Florida. We lived in North Carolina. Oh, so it was. And okay. then yeah, and then like my dad was kind of in and out of the picture, so it it was always a little bit difficult to really have that kind of relationship. Right. But anytime we would get together, that was the one thing that we instantly connected over. Um, like, I went to visit when I was 18, took the Minolta down with me. Dude, yeah. And he was giving me pointers and tips and things like that. So I have a whole scrapbook of that trip of him and my grandmother. Yes. So, yeah, it was nice. And, like, we went on, like, a little photo adventure down at the beach and things like that. So it's all of these, like, great little snippets and memories that I right. have. So. That's cool. Do you two have those photos? Yeah. Ooh, They're yes. actually in my car. They're your car? Yeah. Ooh, we want to get some, definitely get Anthony to go out there and film that. That's, that sounds badass. Okay. So if you're listening in the car, you should go watch the YouTube video. Anyways, um, so awesome. Obviously, your parents were for you doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to home for your mom. Um, it was just mostly you and your mom hanging out. Yeah. Mostly, mostly yeah. For your, your own upbringing. Um, cool. So, how was she when she saw you were taking photos with the disposable cameras and all that? How would how did she react to that? Was she like, oh, "Okay, cool, maybe that's that could be a thing," or I don't know, like, what's up? She's well. My mom's always been really supportive of basically anything that I do. If I'm like, I want to be a rocket scientist, she'd be there like, "Okay, Great. like you can do that. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you're so smart. Science, you know." <laughs> but <laughs> it was like, I want to make art, and she was like, "Yeah, okay, you yeah. can do that too. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome." Yeah. yeah. So. um for me, it was just her always supporting me and telling me, you know, the typical mom thing, like, "Oh, this is great. This is <laughs> these are beautiful okay, photos." Mom. Yeah, um, <laughs> but she's she's great. She always encourages me. Right. Um, I in two thousand eleven, I went back to school at UNC Greensboro. Mm-hmm where I got my BFA in photography and the whole time she helped me out so much and it was she never made me feel like pursuing photography was frivolous right and I know so many people who have parents that you know aren't always so supportive or society wants to tell you like why are you wasting your money and your time getting a degree in photography Mm -hmm. you can learn everything that you need online or you can just learn it by doing it and I, I don't learn that way. Mm-hmm. I need to be in a classroom with someone much wiser, much smarter, standing in front of me saying, Telling this you. is what you do. Okay. And then I go do it. And then they say, okay, this is great, but this is really bad. And this is how you can fix it. Okay. Fair. <laughs> yeah. So um, I definitely like have the initiative to explore and develop and figure things out on my own. But as far as the actual learning process goes, that really helps me out. Perfect. More. Okay, definitely is like the school thing um, because you're kind of a special case because you went to UNCG mm-hmm. in Greensboro where you're also you went back mm-hmm. to um, RCC, yeah. which is a fantastic um, photography school or photo school, and you studied both at both you studied photography at both places. Mm-hmm. So, how was it at UNCG compared to RCC? So at UNCG, I was uh, pursuing a degree in fine art photography. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit different than commercial or photojournalism or portrait photography, which is why RCC teaches. Um, at UNCG, I did a lot of experimental photographic processes. I learned about, you know, Van Dyke printing and cyanotypes, mm-hmm. and I learned how to do photograms and pinhole cameras. 
and things like that. So it was always a lot of play as far as like exploration and figuring things out and learning what your materials can do and what they can't do and being encouraged to kind of push that medium as far as you could. Um, And, you know, figuring out a concept and how do you document that or create work that's based around that. Where RCC is more of, this is what your camera does. These are the technical aspects that you must know in order to operate it at its full functioning capacity. And then it's up to you to kind of have that creative side. But they focus more on the being able to go out and get a job as a photographer. Right. Whereas an art, an art school is about being an artist, exploring your creativity, kind right. of being a little bit more introspective with what you're doing versus just like, this it's is like, this is what you need this to is do what you to need be to successful do. Exactly. as a photographer. Exactly. Cool. And it's not, it's not to say that I couldn't have been a successful art photographer. I just, I graduated UNCG and I kind of didn't really know what to do. Okay. I didn't set a path for myself while I was in school mm-hmm. and not setting that path kind of led me to feel a little bit lost because I was so excited about everything that I was doing while I was there that I wanted to do a little bit of everything and I didn't do enough of one thing to really have a good understanding or a full grasp of what I wanted to do when I left. Um, So I got a job in marketing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I decided that that's not what I wanted to do for sure. And I decided to come to RCC because I, I wanted to know all of that technical stuff, like the super nerdy, like dirty, gritty, like studying your butt off to figure out shit. Right. Kind of education. Um, and I just wanted more of, of that. Yeah. That's you know? awesome. I can see like being like the biggest difference is obviously Randolph Community College. I mean, it's, it's all photography. UCG, obviously, you had, um, I guess the pre-classes, you probably yeah. did a lot of so it wasn't necessarily, necessarily dialed in as much. It probably wasn't as critical. Maybe it was. Oh, no, it was so critical at UCG. Right. Okay. Um, but I had, I was doing drawing classes and design right. classes. exactly, exactly. And things like that. So when you do fine art, like, I loved sculpture. I was, I was, you know, an inch away from being a sculpture major. Right. Because my first professor that I had in sculpture john smith like he was he was phenomenal and he inspired me and i was like oh my god yes like i i want to be a sculptor (laughs) and then i took another sculpture class and i was like i don't don't want to be a sculptor i'm gonna be a photographer (laughs) so um yeah perfect yeah perfect so when you were i'm gonna step back a little bit um when you were going into college Mm -hmm. um and i was thinking what you're gonna do when did you decide that I want photography to, like, to be it? Did you see something in a magazine or did you like know some photographers that were doing it professionally? Say, like, I want to do that or how did that come to be other than being a hobby? Well, when I was 18, I started working in portrait studios. Okay. okay. So I worked in and out of portrait studios up until I went back to school. Perfect. Um with a, like a three-year hiatus as a preschool teacher because I had I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. You were a preschool teacher? I was a preschool teacher Dude, for three years. Dude, what? Yeah, I know. It's surprising. There's a whole lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, but then I, I got really interested into the art history and I'm fascinated by 
other photographers and what they're doing, um, more specifically Sick Harvey, really, my first year at UNCG, I was introduced to her work and it solidified for me that I could, I could do something with photography that was impactful in some way. And then I could also have a job as a photographer um, for anyone who's not really familiar with her body of work, she's done a lot of stuff for Kate Spade. Oh wow, um, that's awesome! But that's huge. she was, but she was chosen based off of her personal aesthetic. So that, like, that's every artist's dream, right? To get yeah. a client that contacts you and says, "Here's here here here's this just take make it, make this, this awesome stuff do your thing. and do your thing." Like we're just gonna sit back. Like we want this to to say this is your style. This is your print. Um, and just her work is just phenomenal. Right. Um, you look at me like an emergency was a, a book or a photo book that she did or a project that she did. And it, it hit me. It was it was so impactful. And I kind of really just started studying her work and figuring out how I could be, be, in, be something. Like, yeah, exactly. Just something. Like, I don't even know why. Like, I don't want to be her or be like her. To be like, But you know. just that ability to be able to express myself through my photography yeah. in a similar way. That's awesome. I'm yeah. definitely going to check her out. I haven't, before you said that, I've never heard her name. So I'm definitely oh, going to yeah. do some research. It sounds amazing the way you described it. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So that was kind of like your push. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm, that was I'm my aha this. moment. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, cool. So I want to talk to your photo process because okay. we discussed this over food earlier. And definitely, <laughs> and it's, it's awesome the way she does it. Um, so, um, yeah, describe that. It's with personal work or client work or projects at school. Um, how's your process? I kind of, it, it depends. So I'm very linear sometimes. So yeah. it's like, okay, this is, this is where I'm going to start. This is where I'm going to end. And then other times I'm like, okay. I have I have this element or this tool, um, be it a camera or film, a, a process, something, and I'm like, okay, how does this work? Let me figure out how this works. I figure out how it works. I get a little bit better at it. I'm like, okay, how can I take this thing that I made work, break it apart, put it back together again so that it works in a different way or it works in a way that it shouldn't work? And, like, how can I push what the definition of photography is and still get away with people looking at it and being like, oh, that's a photo. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, okay. for an example, I worked on film photograms. Okay. Which cool. is something that not a lot of people do where instead of – a lot of times when you make a photogram, you put an object on photosensitive paper. Mm-hmm. And then you expose it to light, but the paper takes a little bit longer to expose. I was placing objects directly on film in a completely blackened room. So imagine, you can't see anything. So you're doing everything just by feeling. So I would would cut, um, the first one that I did was this tiny little feather. And I cut 120 film with scissors in the dark room, in the pitch black. (laughs) Place the, like, by, by feeling it, place the feather on it put it in a contact frame, exposed it with like a blip of light from my cell phone. And then I had to immediately put them in trays because you can't open the door because it'll, yeah, it'll expose, expose the it. film. Yeah. 
So I would put the film in trays and count one Mississippi, two Mississippi through the entire process of processing a piece of film, walk out and, oh, my light was too bright. There's nothing on the film. Oh my God. And I did that for several, for several days, um, several times until I finally figured out the brightness that my phone needed to be at, how high the phone needed to be above the feather in order for me to get an exposure that worked, um, and so it's photographed, like, but I actually put the thing itself on the film. Instead of photographing the thing itself, there is no lens involved. I guess technically the camera, which is like the definition is like it's a dark room mm-hmm. or a private room. Like I was inside of it to an extent. So I kind of broke. I felt like I kind of broke the machine a little bit, you know, <laughs> but I put it back together and made a photo. So yeah. it worked. It was fine. That's awesome. Yeah. So wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's good though. That's I mean, I've I've never had I've never know how that process really worked, and I'm sure it was very tedious. Um, yeah, but that's kind of a good thing, kind of built you. Um, so as far as well, as far as that and maybe like your portrait work, mm-hmm. um, do you have like an idea of what you're going for before you shoot, or do you rather be spontaneous? Not always. Or? Not always. It depends. Um, there have been plenty of times where I've gone out with friends, and it's just like, yeah. oh my god, this light is amazing. Go over there. Do this. Do Excellent. that. Yeah. And then there are other times with client work where it's a it's a process, you know? Like, right. They contact you. Hey, take my picture. And you're like, okay, well, what do you want me to take a picture of? Like, your family? <laughs> like, you're a photographer, it, right? Yeah. Is it okay. you? Is it you by yourself? Like, do you have a budget? Because it, it does. It, photography gonna... costs money. Thank you. I hope every <laughs> photographer says that. I'm going to make them say it every time. I'm like, yo, pay. Pay your photographer. Before you even email us, just go ahead and just, you're going to pay. You're paying. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. But yeah, so um, with client work, it's a little bit different because every client has a different vision that they expect to receive. So... You know, one photographer might want very traditional portraits of their family. Um, the next client will want something super <laughs> candid where it's just them playing with their kids out on a playground. and okay. they, they want you to follow them around and document what they're doing. Um, a lot of people are a little bit kind of in between that. Um, so, yeah it's, yeah, it's all different. Yeah, depending um, on what you're doing, I'm sure it's just stupid different. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I like the playing aspect though, just like going out and having my camera and being this, like, oh, I'm taking, with it. yeah, like yeah. I'm taking a photo of this right now because it, because I want to. Yeah. And it's, it feels it's, good. It feels great doing that. It's very, yeah. it's almost therapeutic because you have no boundaries and it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely agree with that because I'm the exact same way. Yeah. Um, but I want to jump to, cause I know you've done a lot of internships. Mm-hmm. Um, so what internships have you done? Um, I guess the photography ones. Um, so photo internships, I was a photography intern, uh, elsewhere, uh, yes. my last semester, at UNC Greensboro, I was in the marketing team. So I was assisting the documentarian that they had there. So, um, photographing events, artists as they were working. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, Uh, what is, what is elsewhere? Oh, else. Elsewhere is the world's only living art museum. Yes, it is. So it was founded in a former thrift store. And... Okay. It was So it was a former thrift store. 
And when the owner passed away, her grandson came in and saw an awesome opportunity to take all of this stuff that she had kind of acquired over the years and create an artist residency where people could come in and manipulate and change the the things within the space but they can't nothing's for sale nothing leaves it just continuously and perpetually gets altered yes which is awesome and then like people can come in and you can play with things you can touch things you can experience things um they have artist dinners and community dinners like it's really it's just a really cool space and it's so surprising that not a lot of people really know about it it. it's it's on elm street across from mellow mushroom like go go it's awesome. I definitely want to tell you. Um, definitely want you to tell us what that is because that place is incredible. Yeah, it's um, really. Amazing. I haven't been. They, they redid it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been there in probably in the, probably a couple of years, but I need to go back. Yeah. Well, cool. So you had that one. Mm-hmm. And then you. Um, I was a marketing intern for WFMY News Two here mm-hmm. in Greensboro. Right. So um, a lot of that I helped with, like, the little 15-second spots for the Good Morning Show. Oh, perfect. Um, I did some photographing. Um, I volunteered at the barbecue festival in Lexington. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so, like, I photographed some stuff there. Um, I did some administrative stuff. It was kind of an all-encompassing catch-all kind of internship where I learned a whole lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool. And then I've assisted a few photographers as internships. Perfect. Um, one of my internships, which was kind of photo related, was doing a little bit of research for the LAF project. Okay. Um, I think that that's been disbanded now, but it was a project that was focused on the displacement of the people in the country of Georgia. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it really was nice. really cool. So I just helped do a little bit of research and things like that for a professor that was traveling to Turkey to do some more okay. research for them. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so I guess it leads up to my next thing. Um, all that experience. What would be you say your some of your big and small accomplishments up to up until now? Um, I think my my most favorite accomplishment, going back to the whole sick Harvey thing, mm-hmm. um, I. Finally, got up the gumption <laughs> to actually submit work to, um, like, I don't want to call it a contest because it's not really a contest. Um, I submitted my work for a gallery exhibition and it was published, and Sig Harvey was one of the jurors. Oh, so, it was, cool. yeah, it was really cool to have that experience. Um, and that was one of my more experimental projects that I did. Um, that I'm hoping to actually, I have, I have plans for that project. I'm going to expand upon it in the coming future. Yes. Hopefully the very near future. What was the project? Can you say? So, um, the name of that project was called Vexed where I was, I was creating out of focus portraits. Um, yeah, I told you earlier today that I'm really blind. So that's kind (laughs) of where my, my idea came from. My eyesight is really terrible, but I've, I learned very early that there's a certain level of blurriness or haziness where you can still identify who a person is if you know them or right. if you've seen them or oh, sat yeah. in front of them for more than five minutes. If you've never been in front of that person before, it makes it very, very difficult for you to kind of identify who they are or to point them out. Um, so 
the idea of that project was essentially that you have to sometimes step farther back and the farther away you get the more in focus it becomes Mm -hmm. and it's kind of this idea of that's how you get the bigger picture of who people are because sometimes you're too close and it's too blurry because you're not allowing yourself to step back and And really really see them for who they are exactly so i want to do something that involves that and photographing people around Charlotte um, and kind of getting to know my community a little bit better through that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. She went deep with that one. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, it's cool awesome. in theory. Let's see if it works. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely keep that. I definitely want to see that in the, whenever you decide to show. It. Okay, so yeah. So that'll be great, great to see. I'll try. Um, cool. So, and that was your main accomplishment you want to talk about? Anything else? Um, I mean, like, I've... I feel like I haven't really accomplished all. <laughs> you definitely I have, have. I have, but um, I'm I'm wanting to accomplish more in like the professional photography world. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And less so in the art world right now. Yeah. Um, I definitely want whatever I do moving forward after I graduate from RCC. Um, and hopefully get a job fingers crossed get a job as a full-time photographer somewhere where i can live off of what i'm doing that would be the dream yeah that's the dream um but i also want to do something that helps to kind of influence my artwork because in my mind in my mind i'm thinking that this will open up the space and the availability and the networking for me to pursue the artistic side that i've kind of pushed aside that's awesome okay yeah answer my next question Oh, your future endeavors, and obviously you also mentioned earlier that when we're when we're um, eating food, um, that you want to be a teacher. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, Later on in life, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like it's really important to have some kind of working knowledge of the photography world, um, mm-hmm. so to speak. I don't want to go straight into being a teacher and not have been part of that world. Yeah. So that I think it's really important to have real world you know, experience so that you can give that and share give that, that with people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You sure. know, um, it, if I had known at UNC Greensboro that most of the jobs that I would be offered after graduating would be photo assistant jobs, I probably would have tried to learn what a C stand is or a light stand, like how to put together a light stand or a scrim or like, like I would have, I would have focused more on learning that but if I'd done that, I probably wouldn't have been sitting in a dark room all by myself. Exactly. You know, so exactly. like, I'm not, I'm not upset that I went down that path. Right. So. I think it's awesome that you met one of your influences later on in your, your own, when you actually didn't meet her, you, she was a jury of, yeah. that's so awesome. Well, my goal um, is to hopefully be able to intern with her. I, I have say, to yeah. I actually have to reach out to her. Um, I did email her when I was an undergrad and I was yeah. like, hey, your work is phenomenal and it's inspired me so much. And she emailed me back. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, so she was really personable. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that maybe I can do an internship with her while I'm at RCC, which would be awesome. I think that'd be an accomplishment for in itself. That would yeah, be so cool. I hope that happens really for cool. you. Me too. Cool. Thanks. Cool. So I guess the wine is down and we got some good information from you. I'm so stoked that you're here. Yeah. Um... Your advice for the up and comings? It's gonna be photographers, creatives, gonna be anyone. Uh, my advice for anyone in the creative field would be to stay persistent and true to who you are. Um, it's really easy to see trends 
um, whether it be in painting, photography, drawing, there's always a, a little level of a trend happening, whether it's like super graphic line work or in photography right now, um, there's kind of this shift to dark and moody. <laughs> you know, like the, the times are dark and moody, so why yeah. don't our images reflect that? But then you also have the other side that's like light, bright, bright, and airy. And yeah, for sure. Um, so I feel like it's really easy to kind of copy other people yeah. and out of not not out of just copying them or like for the sake of being like everyone else but out of the fear of stepping out and doing something different so i guess my advice would be to not be afraid to carve a path or a niche for yourself that's maybe against the grain or against what other people are doing yeah um and to to learn from people who know more than you yes and to be open to that I think that that's one of the things that's helped me the most in growing is just being able and open to admitting that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Good. And it's it's definitely one of the things I think I've ran. And there's a lot of people who are like, they didn't know it all. And, you know, they're afraid to ask for help. They think it's Mm -hmm. weak. And that's so stupid. You know, it's people are there to help you. Hopefully yeah. you don't run into some elite people who aren't going to help you. But um, definitely ask for help. That's that's probably some that's some awesome advice. Yeah. Um, so cool. So that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yes. It's over. I did it. Yes. Nicole from Charlotte. Yeah. I'm going to butcher her last name again. Dubois. Dubois. Yes. I got it. End of. There you go. End of. Yeah. Cool. So thank you for coming. Yeah. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. Yes. Sorry and I didn't bring you your pizza. Yes. Yeah, fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're, probably not, we're not actually going to put this on the podcast anymore because you didn't bring us free pizza. It's okay. You just wasted like 45 minutes of your time. That's fine. It wasn't a waste. I was sitting across the table from you, so it's fine. Dang. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it, people. Yo. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> All right. Cool. Later. All right. Cut. Can we, can we do that again? Hey guys, Daniel here, your host of the Free Pizza Podcast. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on the podcast app. Don't forget that we're on YouTube as well under Amplifier Films. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for upcoming episodes.